1: Welcome to the Aldous Podcast. As part of our AI and Action series, in today's guest, we have Michael Coach. Michael is the Director of Data Analytics and AI at Lutanza Industry Solutions. Michael, great to have you on the show today. Thanks. Michael, tell us a little bit about your background and how did you get into the world about data and AI? And tell us, I suppose, from your educational point of view as well, and for the listeners that don't know your background, it'd be great to
2: hear about that. Um, Actually, I did my uh, master's in computer science in uh, the city of Kaiserslautern. It's a small town in Western Germany and focused there on database and distributed systems. So you see, I always had this really data-driven background and and the passion for data, um, even in the beginning of my studies. And I wanted to to work in this area and really started this directly on an international level. So I started working in Toronto. Um, in the field of enterprise data warehousing and business intelligence systems. So it it's, was really about the, the data of the company in a central place and how to use them really to, to derive decisions from it. Um, I did this in quite a couple of, of different uh, situations and then customers set in, in Canada first, also a project in uh, Bangalore and also in Berlin, in Frankfurt, Uh, At the end, so I have a lot of different situations where I I I worked in there and um, the point is that I'm really fascinated by complex connected systems and um, the central data warehouse, uh, especially is is a point where it's not so much about uh, technology. Um, but also about processes, people, culture and politics. And that's that's fascinating for me because the point is that a lot of different departments are using this data and it's often more challenging to really bring these people together and, and focus on a business benefit and understand actually what the data is saying than really building it on a technology level. That was long time my, my focus, but then also in Lufthansa, um, it was interesting because we don't only want to look into the past and into the yeah, collection of data, but we try, of course, to forecast the future. So, for example, for airplanes, of course, uh, how so weight on ve- volume in the future, what's about arrival times, what's about the prices on the market and so on. There's a lot of different really forecasting systems that are really important and really interesting. And for me, artificial intelligence is... Another level on top of that, of course, um, because with that I can support human interaction with on another level. You know, computer vision, natural language processing for the automation uh, automation of repetitive tasks, or I can even like build new new products. So it's it's quite a journey from from the start, like focusing on the data technology, um, but uh, in the last couple of years. I built really a lot of different analytic systems and also AI applications. And I really like this complex uh, systems and like this this, uh, opportunity to really build something completely new.
1: That's great, Michael. And what we were talking about before we were on air was the different cultures you've experienced by working in different locations like Bangalore, Toronto and different parts of of Germany, which is really, really stands to you. Tell us a little bit about how you build new AI services at Lufthansa.
2: Actually, my team has a lot of different cultures involved um, already. Um, And we're trying to really use this, this knowledge to really build new innovative products. And um, how we do that actually with customers is that we start with an ideation phase. Um, we have so many different examples uh, where AI and analytics applications can be used that we uh, try to show that to, to a customer or to the business department. And, and then we can focus on, okay, what can you do with this uh, new innovative product and try to pass, test it with for example a proof concept and because it's always important of course there's new ideas coming out of that and and you can do a lot of different new new stuff but in the end it's important that it works with the data you have and that the data quality is correct that you really can have a good probability or accuracy for for the models you build, and it's really most important and you can do that usually in, in really a couple of weeks where you find out about that And after that, um, only after that, you try to use really the first minimal product for, for example, 50 users or the first users to really have a business benefit out of it. And and then you try to build an enterprise-ready product where you, for for example, focus on security, also more on data privacy, on maintainability. Though there's really technical perspectives, usually um, new people that are involved in this topic don't think about. And um, we have operated AI applications for quite some time, for a couple of years, and try to reuse this information really and to, to build the solutions uh, again and again. So it's really quite a journey, but I think we have standardized it in some way and really try to help here from ideation until to, to reusable service that we directly can use for the next problem again. Uh.
1: And tell us about the breakdown of your team. What does your what does your team look like, and how do you how do you go about managing it? Because you know there isn't a set way or standard way that is easily acknowledged as the best way to manage a data science team. Where you've got so many different ways to manage software engineering teams. Now there will be some people that will be very. Uh, Strongly opinionated on how to do it, but you know I think the jury's out on that. What's your thoughts?
2: Yeah, let let's say we have some pillars there. Um, we have actually two to three roles uh, where we tried to uh, put together a team out of. um But the most important thing is that really these people have passion for data. Yeah, they have really they want to do it, and they have own innovative ideas as well to to bring with them. That's most of. Yeah, the things we rely on actually, but on the other side, um, the first role is data, the data scientist, of course, which has more the mathematical background and and focus on really data exploration itself. And, and there we have quite actually a lot of different um, backgrounds. Let's say it's from mathematics, from physics, neurobiology, chemistry. And it's really a lot of different aspects, uh, contexts. But they all work together and are able usually um, to also build a first prototype with technologies like Python and, and Docker or cloud technologies, for example. So that's already really um, somebody we rely on. But on the other side, of course, there's a data engineer, uh, which comes more from the computer science direction and knows how to to manage data, to model it, and knows how to do performance in databases. So these two guys work really together to uh, produce productive solutions, for example. And then again, we have also an AI engineer who is doing like more machine learning operations, MLOps, um, knows more about cloud libraries and AI uh, libraries that are from different vendors and how to mix them up and how to configure them, how to deploy and operate AI. So it's another skill. So there's a lot of hard skills involved there, but um, most important is really the practical experience in this background there as well.
1: You're listening to the this podcast when you're looking to scale your team. If you're interested in showcasing your company in a future episode, reach out today, or if you're in the market for a new role, visit our website to view open positions ww.auldus.com. So Michael, depending on who you talk to, I think Gartner give the stats that 84% of projects don't make it into production within data science some say it's higher some say it's lower or a a lot of the reasons why that they won't make it into production is the problems that they're solving aren't impactful enough what are your thoughts on applying ai in within companies and the reality of overachieving on the hype cycle that's out there
2: yeah i think that actually there are the questions a little bit misleading there on the side because um yes we have a lot lot of new algorithms and and technologies out there. And there's coming up like every once in a week is another algorithm that promises new uh, possibilities and new products that can be used. But um, actually what the problems we have are mostly in the beginning. They are not about the technology itself, but they they are really about um, trying new stuff and being agile on, on the side um because with analytics and ai applications you rely first of all on data and on the other side you need to to work with the data to find out what's actually what you can do with it and um there's also uh, let's say a point in the german culture that we want always to know in the beginning of a project, what's the goal and what's the outcome out of it. And that's a little bit of uh, preventing us uh, to innovate here in this regard, because we need to be allowed to fail and test stuff on the data. And we need also to reset the goal or readjust it to, to really the business benefit we have here. And that's a lot of cases where, where projects fail because they are not flexible enough to, to adapt to these goals. And of course, we are using uh, the newest algorithms and libraries, and we are quite used to that and actually are quite successful. Um, and we can predict, for example, the widened volume on the airplanes in advance. You can detect anomalies from audio and vibration data to recognize machine faults. We can also re- apply to standard emails, for example, with uh, modern natural language processing. But we need also to, to see that these possibilities are there in a positive way. And um, a lot of cases we stumble over then there is, for example, somebody saying that GDPR or the data privacy is preventing from doing so. Also, um, there's a little bit in the culture that they think evil about the AI itself from movies, for example. And as a as told in the beginning, we are not allowed when working with the data to fail, you know, or we're not allowed to adapt and work with probabilities. And I think this cultural thing and, and these, these uh, methodologies needs to change or is more uh, difficult to change, actually, than the than actually problem to achieve the, the hype cycle or to, to really use the technologies.
1: Michael, thank you for your thoughts there. So when you look at companies and they're trying to get the most from these projects and you're helping them utilize the different tools and getting their data fit for purpose and being careful about the goals and objectives or outcomes they have, what advice would you share to overcoming the challenges that are in, in the market with AI at the moment? And, and maybe start off answering that question, what, what are the challenges
2: you see? Lufthansa the solutions um, itself yeah has made a lot of this experience in the last couple of years and I mean we are working for, for Lufthansa itself but also for other companies there and what we see that nearly every company tries to to approach AI analytics systems at the moment um, and they try to to build up analytics platforms uh, to hire the teams and, and try really to, to get benefit out of it. Um, but I think that the point is that there's need for a lot of, of experts um, and the markets just has not as many uh, aspects, perspectives there to, to really um, serve the need. Um, also because it's really a broad and complex topic with a lot of different technology aspects. And um, also required skills for for the data scientist, for the data engineer, so that we should like focus more on really the current um, problems and benefits AI can can deliver, and and try to really build AI as a service, for example, and and really offer that to to companies to reuse and, and focus on their problem and benefit itself not on the technology on the skill set there um, because there's like nearly in every process or in every department you can use um, these solutions and we should not like build them all the time from scratch that's just not possible and it's also on the other side that um, it's important to think about complex topics like operations security data privacy, privacy and even ai ethics um, which are seldomly addressed from the start. Yeah? And it's getting more and more important that, for example, our AI solutions um, don't discriminate, for example. Um, Europe is actually doing quite a lot in the sector, as you know, for data privacy and starting for ethics as well in this area. And I think we should put, push this topic really, really more and, and should focus on that as well and see it as a chance to build really good systems. I, mm-hmm. I think it's
1: such a good point because when you have it as the foundation, you don't have to worry about it coming up later on because you've designed this, being very conscious of it. And you you find from companies that haven't done well in, in this process in the past, they think about it near the end, and exactly. that's that's not going to work. And I'm very interested to see what's going to happen with the GDPR regulation further extended with the um, EU regulation on AI, high-risk AI, in the coming weeks, in terms of what they're going to propose to actually bring into law, and there's that's 450 million people that if you're going to be selling or applying any type of AI within the healthcare sector or financial services, for example, you're going to have to abide by uh, that regulation. So, so it's it's going to start to be really enforced uh, soon, which is which is going to be good to see. Um, Michael, looking back at your earlier years in the world of, of data analytics and, and data science slash AI, what advice would you would you share with
2: anyone beginning this journey again? The most challenging and also uh, most important experience I I made were um, the the travel and the work abroad, you know? as I said, like and are contact with different cultures. And I think I should have started should have been doing this stuff like more early. I think you learn quite a lot of that. Of course, it's important to have hard skills and, and do your studies and have this background, this theory. But in the end, uh, what's it's really most important is to have a big range of experiences in different areas. Um, Germany actually offers in universities a lot of different perspectives. Of course, computer science on the other on one side, there's economics. But um, there's also topics like politics, uh, philosophy, for example, or um, even like projects in the industry. Yeah? So it's really important to, to look in other directions and see the big picture, try stuff out, and in the end also find out where your passion lies and, and rely on that. Yeah? So it's not about the study itself. It's it's really about the practical experience in the real life and and making most out of it and a broad range out of it.
1: I've been speaking to Michael Koch. Um, Michael is the Director of Data Analytics and AI at Lufthansa Industry Solutions. And you've been listening to the All This Podcast as part of our AI in Action series. And today, Michael has been giving us an overview about his background, the work he's doing at Lufthansa, how they manage the data science team there, the challenges within AI, and how to be have successful implementations of projects managing different customers' expectations and helping them on the journey to overcoming those challenges. And we also talked a little bit about how you can actually apply some winning solutions to them as well. Michael, thank you very much for your time today. Thank you.
0: AI in Action is brought to you by Aulis International, covering your business's staffing, consulting, and networking needs. Aulis offer an exec search program. Aulis can help you discover how data science and AI can transform your company. With our unrivaled network of C-suite executives and senior AI professionals, we offer retained search services across the US and Europe. Get the Aldus Advantage. Become a member of the Aldus community and enjoy some of the following. AI Meetups. Once a month, our community gathers to listen to some of the leading experts in the world of data science and AI. Our speakers come from all over the world, including Dublin, Boston and Frankfurt. We also have our AI mentors. Our experts will provide mentoring to Aldus members. And don't forget our AI in Action podcast. Each week we have guests from all over the world talking us through their education, career and more. Become an Aldus member and get the Aldus advantage. For more information and to sign up for our newsletter, log on to www.aldus.com. That's www.aldus.com. Aldus International, empowering through AI.